Hi, and welcome to another Positive Cinematic Spotlight, where we look at movies to find encouragement and inspiration for the education community. Today's movie was not planned. Um, I uh, I found a list of movies uh, where the list was based on finding a movie from, I forget what year it started, way back in the way back day. And they talked about how up until, um, I think, 2020, um, different movies that really just represent the year that they came out. And, of course, they are uh, very well-known and popular movies. And I was working on, on getting my thoughts together on one of those movies when I randomly decided uh, that I wanted to watch the movie Mortal Engines, um, which came out in 2018 and uh, admittedly is not uh, considered a, uh, it's not, it has not uh, made itself a very well-liked uh, hit. And it certainly has its flaws. It's a futuristic world, post-apocalyptic world after what they called the 60-minute uh, war and society has taken to building their cities on treads, making them mobile cities. And the cities go around trying to keep their, um, their societies going by uh, absorbing other smaller cities. And so the setting for Mortal Engines is the city of London. Um, and so it being one of the larger cities, of course, it's one of the dominant um, societies out there. Um, and as I said, it has its problems. Um, if you like sci-fi uh, movies with post-apocalyptic uh, settings, um, then you might enjoy this. Um, I do admit I was... Uh, a little disappointed that the fact that the cities were moving was not more of a uh, factor in the movie. Um, the movie would have been very nearly um, unchanged had the cities been stationary. Um, there would have been changes in, in the society, of course. There was a group um, of people who were trying to create stationary cities um, and so the mobile cities like London were at war with the mobile cities that were resting behind a wall. But while watching this movie, um, one line caught my attention and it had started uh, my brain thinking about, um, about teaching. And the line was, um, the city of London had just uh, scooped up and was in the process of absorbing a, a much smaller city, absorbing, of course, not literally. They take apart the city. The citizens um, get added into their culture. The technology from the city uh, gets dismantled and then um, used either to uh, keep the city moving or uh, to fuel the city. I mean, you know, so if it, if the smaller city had any technology, 
that could help any of the machines needed for London, then those would be pulled out. But most of it was just broken down and fed into the furnace to keep the uh, motor running, basically. And so the main character, Tom, um, he is a historian and uh, his focuses on techno technological history and so in the museum he has a collection of old tech and he hears that um, the small city has been absorbed and um, he rushes down to where they're breaking apart the city so that he can root through their tech so he can see if there's anything that deserves to be in the museum as he's rushing down um he uh, sees that they are, in fact, uh, shoveling uh, debris from the city into the furnace for, into the engine for uh, the city of London. And he makes a statement, they only know how to feed the, the machine. And then he runs down and he rescues a toaster that's in good condition, um, relatively speaking. And that, that phrase of they only know how to feed the machine, that caught my attention because it occurred to me that especially this year, but in any uh, year, um, you can find yourself falling into that um, unfortunate monotonous routine of just feeding the machine of education. And by that, I mean... Um, focusing entirely on the framework and the um, the um, word that I can't think of right now. Give me one second. All right, so as I was saying, um, sometimes we can get find ourselves stuck in focusing on the uh, curriculum framework, the timelines, um, and so on and so forth. And so we are making decisions based on that. And... Um, Certainly, that is something that we are expected to do, but from you know, since we are the uh, men and men and women in the field, um, one of the things that we should take it upon ourselves to do is to recognize when you know we've got to slow down um, or speed up or whatever we need to do to address. Our, stu our students' needs. Um, because if we just look at the framework and say we need to be here by then, um, and we just, we're just shoveling the content at our students, hoping that they're uh, consuming it and getting, the, uh, getting what they need to keep moving on, what's going to happen is we're going to clog the system. Um, they're not going to be able to process all that and uh, they're going to shut down. Um, so even if, uh, even if the curricular framework says that you should be here by this date, if you know your students aren't ready for that, then um, I feel that we should be able to adjust and slow down and go back over stuff especially this year, especially this year when students are ha finding themselves having to do so much more um, on their own. Uh, so much of the work that we're asking them to do 
um, is becoming homework where normally we'd be working on it in, in our classrooms at our schools. Um, do our content coordinators want us to uh, stick with those frameworks and those timelines? Um, absolutely they do, and we should certainly try. But if we don't, we should uh, be prepared and w be willing to say if it's asked, my students weren't ready for that. I felt it would be better for them to fully grasp the content that we were working on rather than move on to the next, because this is happening everywhere. I have heard, um, I've heard people say we don't want to fall farther behind, but we're all farther behind. We're all in the same boat um, at every level. Uh, we're all moving slower with our with our content because of the nature of having to teach virtually, having to teach hybrid, and um, having days where uh, schools are shutting down for a little bit and then starting back up. The, you know, it's, it's speaking of machines, it's a lot like learning how to drive a stick. Um, school seems like that this year. Uh, we start moving, we're starting to speed up and then we try and shift gears and then we're jerking and we got to slow back down and start all over again. Um, and we need to watch out for getting into that, just feeding the machine, shoveling the content at our students, shoveling the, the standards. Um, we need to focus on what our students need, not what uh, we hope to get to. We can catch up. We can catch up. It might be this year in our own classrooms. It might be next year with everybody understanding that our rising uh, high schoolers or rising middle schoolers or rising elementary schoolers, they probably have not gotten as much as uh, previous years uh, coming up into our grades. And so we, we add that into our plans. And no, we're going to have to go back over a little bit of stuff that normally is covered in the prior year, but because of the nature of a school year where some of us are virtual, some of us are hybrid. Uh, when we do come back face-to-face, -face, uh, we find our schools then being shut down and everybody having to go virtual for a few days while they wait for everything to, to settle down and they've got the teachers they need to cover the classes and they've got students who are healthy in the buildings. So if you feel, if you have that thought, if you have that thought of, man, I've got to get this done so I can be ready for the next step in the framework, the next step on the timeline, but you know your students aren't ready, it is my humble opinion that it's best to say, you know what, we're gonna slow down and we're gonna make sure you're ready before we move on. We don't wanna clog the engine. We don't want them shutting down. And um, of course, I can't speak for every um, content coordinator, but I honestly believe that most would understand that. Um, it, it actually makes me think of also, hmm, light turned off. Um, 
It also makes me think of uh, Soul, my previous movie. Uh, I was... Uh, mm, what was I talking about there? One of the things that I was going to talk about that I don't think I really hit on was uh, with Soul was that um, there's this uh, area for Lost Souls. And in Lost, the area of Lost Souls, you could also find people who were in the zone. And the reason why that you would see people in the zone and people and Lost Souls in the same area is because as, as it's explained in the movie, um, being in the zone, which means that you are uh, doing what you do, what you're passionate about, and you are doing it well. You are in the zone. It is literally what we use that phrase for. All right. And of course, the character, the main character, Joe and Soul, he was in the zone when he was playing his music, on, playing jazz on his uh, piano um, as an example of being in the zone. You know, he kind of zones out and he's doing what he's doing and he's doing it well. But the danger is that, you know, lost souls are souls who don't feel connected, um, who feel out of place. But when we get that passionate, we get in that, uh, get so caught up in that zone, you can go just a little bit too far into the zone and disconnect yourself from the uh, rest of uh, the world so that that becomes your only passion and you're disregarding all the rest of the world. Um, and that can happen with teaching. We get in the zone. Uh, we're teaching, we're teaching, we're doing well, we're teaching great, but then next thing you know, we are doing what we love, we are doing it well, but our students aren't keeping up with us. We might be just shoveling that stuff, uh, shoveling our lessons, shoveling our standards, and it might sound strange to say shoveling well, but you can be a good shoveler and you can be a lazy shoveler. Um, you, you know, but you're teaching those standards and you're working on it. And then next thing you know, you, you're so busy making these great, this great content, um, making these great lessons and you disconnect and you don't realize that you've lost your students and they aren't getting what you're giving. So my encouragement uh, for everyone is to make sure that we don't lose focus of our stu on our students. Make sure we see how they're doing, how they're getting the material. Make sure they're ready to move on before you move on. Um, and, you know, accept that there are some gaps that we're going to have to agree as a uh, education system that we're going to have to try and fill in as we hopefully get back to normal um, at some point, uh, get back to normal school and then start filling in these gaps uh, in ways that nor we would not normally. Um, and I believe that's everything I got for um, um, Mortal Engines and a little flashback to Soul. Um, as I said, it uh, Mortal Engines is not the uh, best movie. It certainly has its flaws. It does not utilize its future post-apocalyptic setting as well as it could have. Um, but if uh, 
post-apocalyptic science fiction is your cup of tea definitely check it out and again um be sure to check out soul i recommend that for all teachers um as it was an unexpected uh it is was unexpectedly a very teacher focused movie i want to thank everybody for uh what you do for being the best for uh shoveling your content at your students in great and and wonderful ways to fuel their engines for learning um and making sure that you are aware that of their comfort and their ability to understand what you're teaching so that they become lifelong learners which is our goal regardless of our content we want them to want to learn more and I want to thank everybody for doing that. Y'all have a wonderful week.